We are so thankful that you um, are with us this morning. Uh, my name is John and also serve as one of the pastors here. And um, realize, just as Jordan said, that today is um, a little different, um, looks a little different, feels a little different. And um, I realize for many of you, this is a, also a, it's a personal day. This affects you um, personally. And we also know that there's many of you that you are, you're new to connection or um, you maybe didn't know Mr. Bruce. And so maybe today doesn't feel quite as personal. And um, the thing that I would say to you is we, um, we're kind of inviting you in to a, a family moment that we're having. Um, typically on a Sunday, you know, we want to have all the things together. We want to serve you well. And um, today we might not be able to do that best. And so what I would ask of you, if you are newer to the church or you are unfamiliar um, with the situation, that um, maybe you would serve us in this moment just by your presence and just by meeting us in this moment. And um, we're glad that you're here. We're glad that you're with us um, to just walk through this together and to recognize that sometimes we just need to go through things um, together. I was thinking about that moment that um, Jordan talked about at the beginning of um, when we're sitting back in this conference room and we kind of get that call. And I remember that prayer as well. And I, I don't remember anything else that I prayed in that moment. Um, but I do remember closing it, saying those words of, um, I don't know what else to say. I just wanted to talk to you. And I've thought about that moment and thought about um, how was I able to get to that point? How was, able, how was I able to respond in that moment in that way? Because that's not always my response in moments um, like that. And um, that's what I want us to spend some time today thinking about and looking at. Um, you see, the, the day before Mr. Bruce passed, that Thursday, um, the day before that, on January 19th, 16 years ago, uh, my dad was walking through our neighborhood and he was getting some exercise one morning and a high school student was on his way to school and didn't scrape all the frost off of um, the windshield of his vehicle and didn't see my dad on the side of the road and he hit him and he paralyzed him from the armpits down. And I remember sitting over in the business building at Georgia Southern in an econ class and getting a call from my mom. And she left a message and she doesn't normally leave a message. And so I get out of class and I listen to this message and I hear sirens. And I hear my mom tell me that my dad's been hit by a car, that I need to come home, and that it's not good. And for three and a half hours, that's the information I had as I made my way back up to Atlanta, not knowing what I was going to come home to. Five years ago, this May, um, me and my wife were celebrating our five-year wedding anniversary, and we went to Hilton Head. This was our first time leaving um, our first daughter, who had just turned one. And we walk into the hotel room, I'm getting ready to just to celebrate that weekend, and we get a call that my daughter's having a seizure. And we're an hour and a half away, and we have to come home. What I think about in those, those moments and the, the reason I share them, and I've shared that with many of y'all know those stories. Um, and I say them um, not so that um, you can fully understand what I've gone through in my life or that I can assume that I understand the moments in your life that you've gone through, but maybe just this morning for us to find some common ground that there are moments in our life where we get that call, that call that seemingly changes everything. 
Maybe it's the news that changes everything. Maybe it's the diagnosis. Maybe it's the whatever that is for you. But we've had those moments in our lives where we just don't know how to respond. And if you haven't had those moments, those moments are coming in your life. And that's what I want to talk about is how do we walk in these moments? What has the Lord shown me through some of these situations and taught me? And for us as a family, um, the Lord has given us a passage of scripture that has kind of been um, kind of the, the foundation for us as a family and what we think about and refer to often. And it's in the book of John um, chapter 9. And it's a story of where, <clears throat> excuse me, Jesus and his disciples were um, going along, going to town to town, um, basically talking to different people. And it says this in verse 1 of chapter 9. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? You see, at this time, they believed that if somebody was blind, it must have been because of their sin or maybe some family sin that this caused that this caused this to happen. And Jesus replied and said, neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed. And for us as a family, this has become a verse that is essential as we look at the different circumstances and situations that we've been dealt. As we look at these situations and, and say, can we look at this moment and believe that maybe this has happened so that the works of God might be displayed? You see, this man who was born blind, his whole life suffered this, all for this moment in time for Jesus to come and to heal him. And it's a moment that we now talk about thousands of years later. And we reflect on the power of God. And it's given us incredible hope to recognize what God is able to do in situations. And I believe that what we find is this, this kind of this collision between the brokenness of the world, right? The things that happen in this world that so often affect us so deeply in God's plan. It's this collision of the two where God begins to weave his story into the brokenness of the world and use the broken things of this world for his glory. You see, several years ago, my parents ended up moving here to Statesboro because um, Statesboro is kind of flat, pretty good place for somebody in a wheelchair to, to live. Um, and so they moved down here and they knew that as they continued to get older, that it would be important to be near me and my brother and um, just as they, any way that we can help them. And so um, they began coming to church here. And the week after um, my daughter had her, her first seizure, I had the opportunity to preach and it wasn't the, um, the best message in the world. It was just kind of a pretty vulnerable moment. Um, but it was through that message of talking about what was going on that my dad surrendered his life to Jesus. And he took this belief that he had for a long time in his life, and it kind of became a reality. It became something that he was true for him. And I think about that. Um, my daughter's seizure was not needed in order for my dad to come to faith, but yet the Lord chose to take this moment and to weave these things together for his glory. And it allows me to look at situations and see that, and see that things are not meaningless. These things that happen in our life are not meaningless because the Lord desires to use them for his good. And we know that that's what the Bible tells us, that he works all things together. He weaves them all together. And so when we ask that question of why 
is this happening? We're able to look and find truth that maybe God wants to use this moment for something that we don't even see. Maybe this moment is bigger than what we're seeing and recognizing that God is looking at it from a different perspective. So just as Jordan said, oftentimes we ask that question, why? Why? Why has this happened? Why, God, are you allowing this to happen? Oftentimes after we ask that, we follow that up with, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do with this information? What are we going to do with this new reality? The reason this moment for us as a church is what it is, is so often this would be a moment that we would turn to Mr. Bruce and would say, what do we do here? We would look to him for guidance, for comfort, for assurance. How often there was probably meetings that he was sitting in that people would be discussing things and there would come a moment where people would stop and they just turn and they say, well, Mr. Bruce, what do you think? Because there was just weight behind his words. They carried so much value and people trusted what he said and we just found comfort in his words. And what's tough is we can't ask him that in this moment. We can't ask him what should we do in this moment. But the thing is, is that what I'm thinking about is that we can because we know what he would tell us because he's been telling it to us his entire life in the ways that he's lived his life. The book of Proverbs chapter three, verse five says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. I believe Mr. Bruce would tell us we are to trust in the Lord. In the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of the situations we come into, we need to trust in the Lord. Because for him, his faith was not just a belief that he didn't act on. For him, it was true. And it changed the way that he lived his life. It changed the way he approached situations. And you, that was evident. It was seen. About five years ago or so, I remember as a church, we were taking communion. And we've done that many, many times before. I've done that many times in my life, this act of remembrance. And this particular time that we took, it was just um, very memorable for me. It was a, a time of taking communion that I'll never forget. And Mr. Bruce was the one that was leading through this time. And if you were here, maybe you remember that too, because there was something uniquely special at that moment. There was a reverence to it, a holiness to it. It was a, one of the most worshipful times that I've experienced in the act of communion. Because as he taught through this and he taught through the elements and he taught through how we remember Jesus, there was just so much power behind these words. And what we realized is this was a man that, who was pausing to remember what Jesus had done for him. And we all felt that in the room. There was something to it and I felt this idea that he trusted the things that he was saying. It affected how he lived his life. And it is the encouragement for us, too, to trust in what Jesus has done for us and to remember what Jesus has done for us. And so if that's what we are to do, if that's what we are to do in these moments is to trust, how often after we realize that do we go, well, how do I actually do that? How can I actually live that out practically? How is it actually going to happen? And I believe the way that we do that is we do that one day at a time. We choose to trust Jesus each day and we take our faith that we have and we put it into action. I believe we see this played out 
In the book of Philippians chapter 2, it says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion that make my joy complete by being made like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, humility. Value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. The way we do that is one day at a time we choose to trust Jesus. And this description of how we are to imitate Christ, I believe, is what we saw in the life of Bruce Yon. You see, there's so many people that they have a, a Bruce story, right? Some type of moment, some type of interaction that they remember. They remember this, this moment in time. And there were so many things on social media, people telling different stories, those, those times that they had one of those interactions, I was talking to my wife, Natalie, about it, and she was saying that she had one of those moments in college where um, she, every, every week, um, her and her roommate, they would go and work out, and then after their workout, they would go to eat Snookies, um, which probably was a little counterproductive if you're familiar with the food at Snookies, um, but they did that nonetheless. It doesn't really matter when you're in college, right? And so they did that, and this one particular day, she realized she forgot her wallet at home and had, didn't have enough money to pay for her meal. And she was embarrassed and terrified because she knew she's going to have to go up to the counter and tell Mr. Bruce, like, I don't have any money. And so she goes up there and she, she tells him and he said, oh, don't even worry about it. You're, you're here every single week. You just, I'll take your ticket. I'll put it underneath the counter. You just pay me extra next time. And so she came back that next week and she uh, was going to pay and was paying extra. And he's like, well, you're, you're, you're paying too much here. And she said, no, remember, you know, I, I didn't have money last week. He had already forgotten about it, Right. And it seems like a kind of an insignificant little story, but yet in that moment, what he did there is he took this time to look at this college student and say, you know what, you matter, and I see you. And I'm gonna take this moment just to extend love to you. And for her, it's a moment she won't ever forget. It was a moment of just receiving love from somebody that she didn't even know. And I think about these moments seemingly insignificant, but yet had such power. And that's what so often he did for so many people. As I was thinking um, about things the past couple of days, I um, was going back through some text messages that I had from him. And about a year and a half ago, things were really rough with my daughter. and um, It's not a good time and I'd gotten a message from him. He was just checking on us. And he was saying, look, me and our, our connect group, we were, we're praying for you and your daughter and your family. I just wanted to check on you. And he didn't have to do that. And yet it was a small moment that I'll never forget. And I think about it, I'm like, what, what is it about this guy that made such a difference in people's lives? How was he able to do that? Why did it seem like he was bigger than, than life? And yet, the exact opposite, because he was this, he was a servant. How is it that we have so many of these stories, that just these defining moments? Why were these interactions that he had with people so significant? And it kind of hit me yesterday. 
is what I realized is that these moments that we interacted with him, it wasn't anything special about him, and he would be sure to tell us that here today. The reason people have these stories and these memorable moments is because when they interacted with him, they experienced Jesus. Last week, Austin preached and he talked about how we were to be intentional in our effort to be formed into the image of Christ. And we saw a man who spent his whole life being intentional to be formed to the image of Jesus. And the result of that was that people had interactions with a man and they got to experience Jesus through him because he was being made into the image of Christ. And that's what was distinctive. That's what made all the difference in the world. We kind of paused from the series, Partners in the Gospel, but Mr. Bruce, he was our partner in the gospel and he was being formed in the image of Jesus and his impact will have ripple effects for so many. And what I think about is I think about right now, that God is revealing to him all those small things that he did that he didn't think anything of and the impact of what God did with that moment where God take, took those small, simple moments of faithfulness and God said, I'm going to weave this into my plan. And he's telling him that right now. And Bruce is getting to experience that. You see, something I didn't realize until yesterday was that that day um, that Mr. Bruce did communion was a day that... Um, my father received Jesus. That day that Mr. Bruce was faithful in just sharing with us how we were to remember what Jesus did for us, God allowed him to be a part of the day that my father surrendered his life to Jesus. And I don't even know if Mr. Bruce recognized that, but that's one of those stories that he's getting to hear right now of the way that God used simple day today faithfulness and trust in the Lord to impact others. The last thing that I'll share is a story that um, Brandon has shared before. And it was a moment years ago that um, when Brandon and Susan were teenagers and they had found out that Susan had cancer. And it was one of those moments that we're talking about today of just kind of changes everything of how do we respond to this? And Brandon shared about how there was this moment that Mr. Bruce got the whole family together. He just rallied them together. He just said, we're going to get through this. We're going to make it through this. And it's this moment that I think about often because I'm like, that's the father I want to be, right? That's the leader I want to be. That's the pastor I want to be, is to have that type of strength. And I'm like, how, what, how did he do that in that moment? How was he able to do that? And all that Mr. Bruce did in that moment is he said, this thing that I've banked my eternity on, I'm going to put it into action and I'm just going to choose to trust it. But here's what I believe Mr. Bruce did the next day and the day after that and the day after that is he woke up every morning and he got on his knees and he just said, Lord, I need you. I can't do this without you. We can't make it as a family without you. I am so desperate in need of you. Mr. Bruce wasn't superhuman. 
He trusted in Jesus. He was aware of his need for Jesus, and he drew on Jesus for his strength. And it allowed him to lead so many people and to point so many people to Jesus. That's what I want each one of you to know today is that you need, you are in desperate need of Jesus. In every circumstance, in every scenario, you are in need of Jesus. Maybe you've forgotten that, or maybe your life has not exhibited that, or maybe this morning you don't know Jesus. You haven't fully recognized your need for him. And all I would ask you this morning is to consider your need for him. Because if you're here today, there's something that you've recognized that maybe there's something to Jesus. Maybe I want to investigate this. And I just want us to take the next couple of moments as we sing this song for you to consider that. Consider your need for Jesus and to recognize and to remember. And in these moments that we ask why, that God is doing something whether we see it or not. And what he asks of us is for us to trust him and for us to choose to put our faith into action by the way that we live and the way that we approach others and the way that we approach situations. So let us all take the next couple moments, be reminded of our need for Jesus, be reminded of what Jesus did for us. Let us sing.